welcome back to Rockhound Radio, and this is the final episode and post-game episode of Pokemon Scarlet. Yep, that's it. We have finished the game. We are probably and hopefully shiny hunting. Maybe, guys, if you haven't finished the game, you know, maybe you're wrapping up whatever you're doing. Maybe you're just over-leveling, whatever that is. Um, we're here. We finally have finally made it. It's been a long road, and I will say that out of the new Switch games, this Pokemon game takes the cake for me. I would say it's probably my favorite. I have shamefully played um, probably at this time over 100 hours, I would say, between... Uh, I finished the game. Well, we'll, we'll get to that. But uh, let's just say I put in over 100 hours since the release, and I played a lot like before the new year. So, yeah, we've got uh, we got quite a bit to talk about. So let's just get right into it. So the last time we left off, we had defeated the Elite Four. Um, we had crushed them, become champion. We had crushed our rival and a, in a very big battle in like the middle of Mesa Gosa. And, uh, yeah, it was really cool, really fun. Like I said last episode, uh, Nimona was the real champion. She was the real rival. There have been not there have not been a lot of rivals that have really been up to par as far as uh, being technical and actually being a good rival. You know, maybe old Gary or uh, Brendan or May from Generation Three. But yeah, it definitely it definitely was a good fight. So after that, if you guys remember, after you finish the quest of the Titans with uh, Arvin. You can you have the option to battle him now. I had battled him before the Elite Four, and when I finally went back and won, he's like, "All right, well, we're gonna need some strong people for this. I suggest we get a champion." And of course, he's you know referring to you, the the player. So basically, you it's telling you know tells you you have to become the champion before you can do the rest of like what I would call, which this wasn't. They don't classify this as the post game, I guess, but. I do. But anyway, you go back to, and maybe you haven't even fought Arvin yet, but you go back to where you and Arvin had first met at that lighthouse, and there's like an office and stuff. Basically, you battle Arvin, and then, you know, he talks about going to the great center of Paldea, or yeah, the great center of Paldea. And you make your way to almost like a research facility type thing. You get guided there, and the professor you know, on your respectful game, whether it's Scarlet or Violet, the uh, it's either Professor Sada or Professor Turo. And, you know, either one of them has been contacting you throughout the game. And basically you get sent to uh, the, the Great Center and you're going to figure out what's going on down there. You know, essentially like figure out you know, the what's going on with the professor. And, you know, you find out a few things along the timeline and, you know, basically, you know, figure out what exactly happened. And along that you, I'm pretty sure you find out that, the professor, whether it's Seda or Toro, is in fact Arvin's parent or parents, you know, I guess not parents, but um, what, you know, regardless of whatever game you're playing, um, one of them will be his father or mother. And you're like, oh, OK, so things kind of starting to, you know, open up in this great mystery. So what I, what I have to say about like the. <laughs> I will, and Cameron had the same, um, same thing. Like you get to the area to like dive into the great crater and your legendary Coriodon or Mariodon comes out and they're like, basically like, you know, how do we get down there? And you're going to fly your legendary down. But it's like, I was so upset for a second that your legendary comes out and then everybody else just jumps onto it. And you're kind of like the last one, like you're, they're taking off with like your Pokemon. You're like, dude, what the hell? Like, I don't, but Cameron had the same thing because it was funny that I got to watch him while he did it. And 
I, cause I'm pretty sure I had already completed it, but it was just funny that like he made the same comment, but anyway, you jump on the back of your legendary, right? And you, then you take off soaring down into the great crater. And when you finally land there, it's like a whole new world down there. It's basically like a giant whole new map. Like it doesn't, I don't think the area in the map, um, shows like basically how huge this place really is, but then you start off and they're like, you're getting guided to these research stations. And I will post a, I have a couple guides pulled up here and what we're going to talk about. I will make sure to post those. That way, if you guys are, haven't played it yet, maybe you want to look into it a little bit, but I will say, um, probably from here on out, it'll be a little, you know, we're talking about the post game. So if you haven't completed it all the way, there might be somewhat a little spoiler in there, depending on you know, how far into the story you made it. But uh, I just wanted to give you guys a heads up. So because the ending of this game, like really, it really blew me back. It blew my mind. So you get down there and you, you're getting guided to these research stations and you start running into these Pokemon that look like Pokemon you've encountered before, but different. So like the whole aspect of Scarlet and Violet has been future and past. So in Scarlet, the one I'm playing, a lot of the Pokemon are like what you come to find out are paradox, they, what they call paradox Pokemon, kind of similar to Ultra Beast from the older games. But the paradox is like they're either they're like an older Pokemon, right? But they've got like a new type or like a new uh, what I basically call variant. But Jigglypuff's one of them and it's called Screamtail. Obviously, we've seen the one with Donphan, whether you're playing Scarlet, it's Great Tusk or uh violet is iron tread i'm pretty sure but yeah then there's also like a magneton that looks different a deli bird there's a whole list i think there's 28 or something maybe there's not that many i don't know i think there's at least 20 paradox pokemon but yeah you you make your way down through these research stations and you come across these like and they're pretty strong like you're going to be hitting like level 50s and 60 65 down here and you like battle these with you know, I forget them. Or I guess I forgot to mention when you start off with this, it ends up being you, um, Arvin, Penny, and I'm pretty sure Nimona. So like all four of you guys take off down in the, into what they call the way home. But yeah, you get down in there, then like all four of you travel down through the great crater. And I will add that you do not get your legendary. So you do have to like walk through all of it. But I will say it's like, I think they did it on purpose. So you could like truly just appreciate every little thing that's like in the great creator because it is a monstrous beautiful place but yeah you make your way down through the research stations you fight these paradox pokemon along the way and what i was getting ready to say uh, prior to starting this about like this being probably one of my favorite post games is just because on your way down through like as you're making your way to the research stations all four of your, you know, you and all three of your friends are just kind of like talking back and forth, like adventure banter, right? They're just like, oh, you know, and they just, I don't know, it gives like, it gives you like a whole new, for me, it like built that character for that story that much more like them talking about stuff that they did. And like a couple of them were talking about like their parents and he's like, oh, well, you know, my parents are professor. And he's like, oh, well, you know, at least you got to do this or, and it was just kind of funny, like just picturing like the four of you, it was almost like remind you of like a, the anime or, you know, watching the Pokemon movies and stuff, how Ash, Brock and Misty, and then the insert whoever, but you know how they're just kind of going back and forth, just talking about the adventure and different things. I just thought that was really, I don't know, it was really cool, really wholesome. And I really thought that 
um, it, this was like the beginning to like a sweet cherry on top of an already fantastic cake of a game. Because, you know, despite all the haters and all the glitches and stuff, man, I have been a big, big advocate, big advocate for uh, any Pokemon game, really. And I don't know, a lot of people hated on it, but I just, I loved it. I thought it was good. I mean, you can't expect, uh, I don't know, people get their expectations up because, you know, the new Pokemon's coming up. But what they forget is how far it's really come. I mean, you know, like jump back to like 1999 or 2000 and whatever when Silver and gold and crystal came out and just look at the difference in the games but uh yeah it's definitely i th definitely thought it was awesome so you make your way down through these and eventually you will make your way to the very bottom and like you go through like a big cave system and you're just like thinking holy shit <laughs> when is this ever going to end but uh you t it turns out you get to the very very bottom floor and there's like one final research research station god that's killing me right now and you make your way up to it and it's basically like, you know, you're there. The professor has been guiding you like this is where you need to go. And it gives you an option to save it before you go into the machine and or go into the machine. But yeah, this say the game book. In the, oh, OK, so you get to the final research station. Sorry, it's been a while since I played this. I've got the walkthrough up right now. Um, you go into the research station and there's like a place for your scarlet or violet book and you place it there. And you're going to save your game. And it says, once the players are ready to approach the mechanism to start the next boss fight of the way home. And as you as you get to this part and like the story unfolds, it turns out that the professor, Seda Orturo, actually is like an artificial intelligence. Like it's an AI. It's almost like it's like a synthetic human, right? And the real Seda Orturo died while they were researching and exploring the great crater so basically all this time it's all been a lie and like when i very when i played this i wish i could have got this captured like and you know maybe we'll do like a violet on the capture card or whatever but um but i guess that'd be really fun but um when when i really found out that they're like no the professor's like been dead for a while and Arvin finds out and like the end of the story just spills out. And when it, and it turns out that the time machine with the, there's a time machine mixed in with the paradox Pokemon and all this like crazy shit started happening. They died and then they like open up the portal and there's just a whole bunch of crazy stuff. I definitely advise you guys to um, if you haven't played it or finished it, just check out like a check out like the end game video because it is like visually it's really cool. The last couple of battles. And it turns out that like the professor is actually like being a bad guy and is like threatening to I forget what it exactly what it involves, but it's more or less like keeping the portal open and more powerful Pokemon coming out or it's just it's a big shit show. And this guy or girl is, you know, they're they're it and the AI and then you fight the AI boss. And I'm telling you right now, it's definitely a fight. I've got the walkthrough listed and I've got um, let's see. It was not that one. It was, yeah, it was. So you fight the professor. And for me, I was pro fighting Professor Seda. And she has all level 66 with one level 67. And basically she has Paradox Pokemon. Like Slitherwing, which is, uh, I can't think of what it evolves into. Or Volcarona is like Paradox Pokemon. Screamtail is Jigglypuff, Brute, Bonnet is Amoongus, Fluttermane, 
is I, I think like uh, whatever, if it's not Volcarona, it's like it's pre-evolved form. Either way, the, Fluttermane and Slitherwing go hand in hand. Um, Sandy Shocks, which is the paradox of Magneton, and Roaring Moon, which is Salamence. And that one's actually really cool. It's got it's got some really cool. I just thought its design was awesome. But yeah, you fight, you know, you're fighting the professor after getting slapped in the face with all this like craziness. And it is a pretty good fight. So once you finally finish that fight, basically what happens is, you know, the very the very last, and I'm reading this off the guide, it says the very last fight in the way home against uh, Seda or Turo's Koriadon or Mariadon, they've activated a defense mechanism that locks the players' characters in the Pokeballs, making them unable to fight back with their team. So basically, like, the AI just, like, goes crazy, right, and starts, like, just freaking out, and you're in this, like, dome, and there's, like, a bunch of glass all around you, or what it looks like. It looks like you're in a giant kaleidoscope. But anyway, you... He like locks all your Pokemon in the balls so they can't get out. And the only thing you have to fight back with is your legendary that you have been adventuring with this entire time. So basically it's a battle of you. You're wanting to endure everything and just kind of stay alive until you can terratize. And then when you terratize, you can take them out. And then once you defeated the legendary, the AI, and you know, a bunch of stuff happens and then, you know, that's it. The professor's been defeated. You pretty much stop whatever they're trying to do because, like, the AI had, I don't know, pretty much started a, oh, I can't even think what it's called. Anyway, they had started, like, a whatever, and you had shut it down, and, you know, the game is finally, you you can finally rest easy knowing um, pretty much what had happened with the professor, and Arvin seems to believe that, with the time machine and i mean it's totally possible that somewhere out there like the real professor still could be alive or you know because the, the professor would have had to design the ai i mean there's just a lot of i don't know i thought the post game was just so awesome like tur- turns out that the biggest because like team star and all those guys they weren't really bad you know they're not comparable to like team rocket you know they weren't stealing pokemon or you know trying to do stuff, do crazy stuff to the world. They were just kind of like skipping out on school, you know. They skipped out on school, started a little posse, and was just like hanging out. And the real, real bad guy of all of this has been the professor the entire time. What a just what a twist, man! I remember like specifically saying like, "Damn, Pokemon Company, you know, like just went dark, man." I did not expect the professor to be dead, and you having a fight like an AI version with you know anything and everything else they could just throw at you. But yeah, it was definitely a wonderful post game um i thought it was just i just thought it was good i mean there's like a lot of post games where there's not a whole lot of stuff to do or like the you know think back on uh the, the one most not most recent but the one that i could think of that um always flies on top of my head for post games is like the delta episode and alpha sapphire and omega ruby with uh Rayquaza and everything else and, uh, and deoxys so yeah definitely definitely one hell of a post game and i hope you guys have enjoyed the game as much as i have because, like I said, I had a hell of a lot of fun playing it, and I'm looking forward to playing uh, Scar or not Scarlet, playing Violet. Maybe that's one we'll do later this year. You know, I'll play Pokemon Violet, and uh, we'll like try to get fast it or yeah, get fast it, get through it as fast as we can. But uh, all right, now that we have wrapped up the quote unquote rest of the game, as they will put it, and now we can focus on the post game. There is uh, quite a bit of stuff yet to talk about. I mean, I've got. Oh my, we got legendaries to hunt down. We've got an Academy Ace tournament, and we also have all kinds of shiny hunting. So uh, get ready. Let's go to break. And when we get back, we will wrap this up, and we will finish 
out Pokemon Scarlet. Not for good, but for now. We are back from break, and we are ready to wrap up Pokemon Scarlet. And we have been playing this game since it came out, like the the week after its release. It was like somewhere like late November, so we've had quite a bit of quite a bit of a journey ahead of us. So well behind us now, but yeah. So now I get to focus on the real fun. What I've really been waiting to share with all of you guys. So I completed the Pokedex, all four hundred Pokemon and Scarlet, and I will say, man. What a journey. I uh, shout out to anybody and everybody. If you're potentially somebody that I traded with in like the world trading thing that helped me finish my Pokedex as far. I mean, there was quite a few people I helped as well. I ended up getting very lucky trading with somebody on Violet. I think I there was one guy we spent probably 20 minutes trading back and forth. And we would literally just trade um, the Pokemon from each respective game like the ones that weren't available in Scarlet, but that were in Violet and vice versa. And I'm not joking. When we spent 20, 25 minutes trading back and forth, getting uh, all the or regionals, that's what I'm looking for. The regional Pokemon per game. Um, we traded Paradox Pokemon back and forth. And it was just, it was fantastic. I got really lucky um, early in the game. I had somebody trade me a Foycoco for the starter. And then eventually I... Well, see, I had come down to needing only a few Pokemon, right? Like, I think the last couple of people I needed was the, literally the last Pokemon I needed were Quaxley's line, like the starter water type. And I also needed Mariadon, the legendary from Violet. I had finally completed everything else. I had 390, I think it's be like 95, well, 96, yeah, 96, Three, one, yeah. At 396, I was so close to defeating it. Like, I had already started another save on my copy of Scarlet on a different account so I could get Quaxley. I was just waiting for somebody to... I was actually, like, halfway through the intro, but uh, I was waiting, and I said, you know what? Why don't I just get online? I get on the magical interweb, and let me tell you, if you need help with... And this is a this is a big call out to... Uh, there's a Facebook group... And it is like Pokemon Scarlet Violet trades. And I post, I joined this group, right? I posted on there one night. I said, listen, I'm in desperate need of a Quaxley. And also I need to trade Mariadon so I can have it for the dex entry. Please, is there anybody out there that can help me out? And within minutes, I had two or three guys comment on it. One guy had said, I have a spare Quaxley. I've been uh, breeding. He said, I'm not sure about the IVs, EVs. I said, I don't, get, I don't care about any of that shit. I just need it. So we had come to, and I said, you know, I'll, here's the code, yada, yada. And he messaged me back. We had linked up through the gracious interweb, and he helped me get the last few I needed. Um, I can't think of his name. I, I'll have to look it up sometime. But uh, I graciously thank you for helping me with that, because I'm pretty sure I had enough um, experience candies. And I just evolved them all the way up and finished the Pokedex. And you get a really cool little uh, diploma. It's like gold. It has the three starters on it. But I ended up finishing the Pokedex in like 63 hours, I think. 63 and some change or like 60. It was less than 63 hours, I will say that. So I had a lot of time invested in it, a lot of training, a lot of catching. And oh my goodness, it was such an adventure. And like when the new Pokemon game comes out and I like tell myself like you're not done playing it until you finish the decks. That's how it was with Legends Arceus and that's how it was with Scarlet. I just sat down, I told myself, and I devoted a lot of time. So, yeah, I finally did it, and only for my pure joy and bragging rights. 
but uh, yeah, it was definitely really fun. I had a hell of a lot of fun just finishing it out and like going down and hunting all those ones down that, you know, and there's several little places that you wouldn't really, you know, when you're trying to grind out that very last few and you're, you know, you're looking for this guy or looking for that guy, sometimes it can be a ginormous pain. But I will say now, if anybody's listening, is playing and needs help with finishing their Pokedex or just evolving people, um, whether it's like you need a Sizor with the Metal Code or you need a Slow King with the um, King's Rock, I will just throw it out there. I have I have some stuff stockpiled, so if you guys need help with anything, just shoot me a message. We can set up a time and, you know, we can trade. And if you feel like you really want to take on an Ace Trainer, I'll also be open to battles. So if you guys are interested in trading or battling, um, just let me know, send me a message and we'll set something up. And, uh, I look forward to hearing from you guys. Hopefully I can be that person that was the person that helped me finish it. Cause like I said, I could have, I could have like cried tears of joy. I was like jumping around the house. I'm like yelling at my wife. I'm like, babe, I finally done it. I finished. And she's laughing at me, but yeah, it was definitely a, it's definitely a great feeling where you can just finally say like, all right, I finally finished it. So if you guys aren't familiar with what happens when you finish a Pokedex in most Pokemon games, you get a fun little thing called a Shiny Charm. So the Shiny Charm, yeah, dramatically, drastically, there we go, cuts down the odds for you to run into a Shiny Pokemon. And let me tell you, it is, oh, Shiny shiny Hunting is, has come to be one of my favorite things, um, especially in post-game, because usually what I do is I ruin myself on playing it so much that like the only thing I want to do is like run around and you know find shinies or try to hatch them but yeah I uh and speaking of hatching shinies I got very lucky with a I got a Japanese ditto and I was in a trade with somebody I threw up my ditto trying to like trade for a foreign one he threw up one and we traded because if you did not know this the there's something called a Masuda method in the Masuda method, basically, if you take a Pokemon that is foreign to where you live at, so it could be, you know, say you live in, you know, the U.S. and you take a Pokemon from France or Spain or uh, China, Japan, wherever, and you breed it with your Pokemon, you have a higher chance because it's a foreign Pokemon. So I ended up getting a foreign Ditto, which was, oh my God, loads helpful. Basically, you now you have a shoe in for any type of Pokemon you want to hatch that's potentially, you know, it's going to cut your odds way down on hunting with for that shiny while you're breeding. And trust me, <laughs> I mean, although it, you know, doesn't seem like it matters, it does matter. I have probably hatched, I don't know, between two or three Pokemon, I've probably hatched 500 eggs and still no shiny. So, and I can only imagine if you didn't have that, it would be even more than that. It would take even longer. Most of the shinies that I have encountered have been um, have honestly just been random. I have had more luck in random shinies than I have when I've been to encounters or anything like that. So, uh, well, let's see here. What we got? Oh, yeah, legendaries. So this game, and you, you know, if you've been playing this game, you might have found yourself running into these random glowing stakes throughout the game, right? So you go up to them, and it's like, do you want to pull this ominous stake out of the ground? And you're like, yeah, you know, why not? What What mad could happen? And, you know, you pull the stake out and all of a sudden it vanishes. It's like, it's gone. And you're like, oh, okay. And if you've traveled your way throughout the Paldea region, you may have noticed that there are four shrines and they have like a bunch of chains over them. Like they're just chained shut. And actually what you come to find out is all of the ominous stakes that you're pulling out. Well, I mean, they each have a different name, I think. But each of the stakes that you pull out all correspond with a, a certain shrine. 
And if you've been to the school and um, in the game and talk to, I forget what teacher it is, but it's, I think it's after you do all your finals, she'll like mention stuff about the, uh, like the legendary Pokemon and how there's like a bunch of stakes out there. And she kind of gives you a history of it. And I thought the history, well, also very dark was actually pretty cool. I'm, I'm telling you, Scarlet and Violet, the Pokemon company was just like, you know what? you know what, let's really do something crazy. Let's just get super dark and then, you know, nobody likes it. But I actually really thought it was cool. And like the, they've never really taken a, like, I will say like, I don't think like death quote unquote or characters dying has never been really big in a Pokemon game just because it's, it's a kid's game. So, you know, you don't want, although there are plenty of games, you know, that test the barrier back and forth, you know, we're not here for that. We're just saying that, you know, most of the time in a Pokemon game, you don't see a lot of, um, I mean, you see like a lot of like darkness, right? But it's all behind the, the cover of the game. Like there's, there are some characters that are like super dark and want to do this and that are probably like horrible individuals, but like they kind of get masked behind like the, the aura of it being a Pokemon game, right? Like I said, a lot of these characters have like really dark demeanors or actually not so great plans or backstories or whatever, but as being prominent in the game, there's not a whole lot of, you know, characters that either die, take the plunge or are truly evil. Most of them are like, Oh my gosh, I'm so sorry for being so bad. You know, Ooh, I'm so sorry. But most of the time, you know, that's what happens or they've come to realize their, you know, horrible monstrosity of a plan was actually really, truly evil and they should change their ways. But yeah, I thought it was really cool. Anyway, what I'm talking about is the Treasures of Ruin. And this is basically what they're referring to as the stakes. So the Treasures of Ruin are immensely powerful Pokemon and are credited with the destruction of Paldea, of a Paldean king's castle in ancient times. Each of them resembles a valuable object, keeping in with the overarching theme of treasure and Pokemon Scarlet and Violet. But their true nature makes these treasures seem cursed. So basically, which I thought was really cool, you find out that like the castle or like the king and all this stuff, a bunch of horrible things happen and certain things get imprisoned. Or I'm sorry, I'll, I'll just read you the, the, uh, well, the first legendary they have posted here is Ting Lu. And it is throughout the game, you will find a variety of stakes through the Paldea region, as well as a shrine locked away. If you take a history class at the academy, you will learn these are locks for a shrine that has imprisoned one of the legendary Pokemon. If you remove all eight stakes throughout the northwest region surrounding Casaroya Lake, you will be able to get the legendary po Pokemon Ting Lu. And it kind of looks like a giant deer with like a bowl, almost like a helmet on its head. And uh, there's, all of them are level 60. So you pull these stakes out. And like I said, each one of them corresponds. There's some more like deep in-depth lore, but I didn't want to like get too crazy and into that. But yeah, there's some really cool lore behind all. There's four of these, all four Pokemon. And, and I will say it took me, I had gathered quite a few stakes throughout my just gameplay already. It took me probably a full day to sit down with like a guide because I was so hell bent on getting the Pokedex done. I didn't want to like, you know, oh man, I should just, you know, truly search for these. now. I need a video. I need to know where they're at because I need to finish this. But uh, no, it was really cool when you finally find all the stakes and go to the shrine. I will say out of all four of them, because the next one down, it's like Chin Pao. It is a snow leopard is what it reminds me of. And its fangs are like one half of its fang is like the helm of a sword. 
and where you would hold it. And the other half of its other fang is like the blade. And this thing is like super fast. All of them are uh, dark type, like ha predominantly half dark type. I think, uh, I think Ting Lu is ground dark. And then Chin Pao is a ice dark. But yeah, this one is definitely my favorite. I thought it was really cool. The next one they have is Wo Chen, and it's like a giant snail. I, I really I haven't used this much, but I really do like the uh, the design for this thing. It's like a big snail. And then the last one they have is Chiyu, and it's like a little goldfish, like a flaming goldfish. And this thing is actually really good, I guess, in the meta for rating and stats and all that stuff. But I am slowly um, on a journey to level up all my legendaries to level 100 and just max them out. But oh, and then I will say the box art Pokemon, Koryadon and Mariadon, in your respectful game, if you go back to the Great Crater after everything happens, you will find one of those legendaries like in the very bottom up on like a little platform. And you can, it's like level 68, and you will be able to catch it outside of the one that you ride. So I went down, I caught my Koryadon, and believe it or not, I ended up getting a Adamant Nature. And Adamant is probably the best you can get because he's such a physical attacker. So, yeah. And, and I finally, it took me several weeks, but I finally leveled him up to level 100. And I think my tally for uh, level 100s right now is somewhere like eight or nine Pokemon. Um, one of them I caught, a Cinderace. Oh, man, we got to talk about raids. But uh, the Cinderace I caught at level 100. All of the rest of them I had leveled up and... I just was like, you know what? I just want to raise all my team up and then, you know, a few more people for raids and then all the legendaries up to level 100. But I have not gotten there yet. So that's kind of like my passive goal. But yeah, we, uh, and that's, you know, that's a lot of it right there. I mean, as far as the game goes, we've become the champion. We defeated the great crater in the, you know, the horrible AI that almost ruined, you know, Arvin and figuring out that his parents are actually dead. Uh, um, we have all oh, the Academy Ace tournament, which is kind of lame. The uh, after you, there's like a tournament that gets registered at the school, and you can go and you can fight them. Um, I didn't. I wasn't. I was just going to mention it, not because you know it's just kind of lame. It's almost like the Elite Four. It's four battles through a little tournament bracket. You get money from every battle, and then at the end you get like a a rare item, which some of it's lame. Like I got a nugget, and I was like, oh, cool, a nugget. That's I can just. A couple grand, I'll sell that. But no, there's a chance you can get like rare Pokeballs or rare candies, uh, bottle caps. But you fight all kinds of like teachers and different characters from the game. And I will say I participated in the first Academy tournament just to say like I did it. You fight, you end up fighting um, Arvin in the first fight. And then I think a few teachers. Anyway, it's kind of lame. Not really cool. I wish they would have... Uh, I wish it would have been something like the Battle Frontier from older games or like something along those lines. But, you know, who's to say what's going to happen in the DLC? And you better believe when the DLC comes out for this, we will be doing, we'll probably pause whatever game that we're playing to uh, cover the DLC. But yeah, that is, you know, I've heard a lot of rumors. There's supposed to be a drop about DLC and February, some like late February, we're supposed to be looking forward to news on Scarlet and Violet DLC along with, I'm pretty sure they're coming out with a, a late February patch. So yeah, stay tuned for the, uh, you know, details on that. You know, hopefully I'm sure that as soon as some actual DLC stuff comes out, I will be talking about it Friday or Tuesday or, you know, one of those days. But uh, the last thing I want to talk about is, uh, cause I, like I said, we got everything. We completed the decks. 
you're the you're the champion of the elite four you conquered the great crater now uh, you can just sit back go battle max out your pokemon you know min max get ready for some competition i uh, myself have slowly been assembling a competitive team to face my friends with and uh, i don't think any of them realize like how much effort i'm really putting into this cameron maybe because he knows i'm super competitive when it comes to uh, battling with between me and him or our friends but i'm slowly putting together a pokemon competitive shiny team and i've got i've got i've got a couple that i can use i will be today i will probably be working on getting a shiny video up and running so uh well not today but the day of recording so that way when this comes out you guys can get a little uh get a little taste of some of the shinies that i've encountered and when i encountered them and stuff like that so i'm looking really yeah looking really really looking forward to uh sharing out with you guys and uh basically just i probably play this game at least once a day now i just at least booted up to see because if you didn't know this your raids and mass encounters or mass outbreaks will change day to day so make sure you're checking those you never know what'll pop up and I seem to get a lot of repeats on the and the outbreaks of Pokemon. So if you guys have that same, I think it's kind of lame. I, I at least get, in a week's time, probably half a dozen repeats of the same people, whether it's like every other day or whatever it is. So that's kind of lame. But anyway, the last thing I will talk about is the five-star, or no, I'm sorry, not the five-star, the seven-star raids that are coming out or that came out. Charizard, I missed that one, even though I did get somebody to trade me a Charizard. So I was pretty thankful on that. But the Cinderace battles, seven-star Cinderace, it took me the whole damn weekend to finally defeat one. And I'm talking, I had I had basically taken my Armorage and gave it a mint to make it modest. So its stats were maxed out. It had, I mean, I gave it all the right attacks, and I just had one hell of a time. I will say these seven-star raid battles are probably some of the hardest things I've seen um, in Pokemon, and I know a lot of the people in the community will agree, but I will say, even though it's hard, I had so, so much, like, after it was finally done and I'd beat it, I was like, damn, dude, finally, like, I felt good to finally beat it. It was very, uh, very rewarding to finally capture the Cinderace, but yeah, you've done it. We are, well, I will say, quote unquote, officially done with Pokemon Scarlet. And I know I, it was like a big buildup last year for me because I was so excited for it. We finally played through it. We're finally done. We can close the book on another game covered by your one and only host of Rockhound Radio. But yeah, and that's it. That's uh, Like I said, we will be back next week with a brand new game along with gameplay footage. So you know, strap up for that. I've talked about it a little bit, but uh, I'm really excited. I've already got some gameplay recording done. So uh, next Tuesday, be on the lookout for the next game we're playing. And I don't want to spoil anything. It's an old, I will say it's an older game. Uh, first person shooter came out in 2007, I think. 2006, 2007, I'm pretty sure. But yeah, it's uh, it's definitely going to be a lot of fun. We're playing it on the Switch. I got it on sale. And uh, yeah, we've got the screen recording. So you'll be able to see me, see the game. And what we're going to do is one hour gameplay a week, followed by a half hour episode just talking about what happened. You know, so if you can't watch the video or you didn't get to watch all of it, you can catch the highlights in the podcast because, you know, you don't want to leave out anything or you don't want to miss anything, especially. Oh, man, I will say the uh, the very first recording 
um, was really funny. I actually, I actually got like freaked out and a little scared towards the end of the episode. And I could have swore somebody was right behind me, but uh, no, it was just really freaky. So watch out for that. It'll be coming up next week, but yeah, that's all I got. And uh, thanks for always listening. Thanks for all the support guys. We got one hell of a year ahead of us. We're picking up new listeners from new countries. Um, We're all over the place and I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for you guys. So I truly do appreciate everything, all the support and uh, you guys are awesome. I can't wait to uh, see where this year takes us and we'll just go from there. But until then, follow me anywhere you'd get your podcast, get on Apple, Spotify, wherever it is. If you can leave a rate and review, that's awesome. Uh, Get on Twitter, Facebook, uh, TikTok, YouTube, all those places. And follow me at Rockhound Radio. And if you guys ever want to uh, be featured in a shout out or just chat it up about a game or maybe you're confused or maybe you just need a little bit extra help, just let me know. Send me a message and uh, we'll talk about it. So uh, I will see you guys Friday and then I'll see you guys next Tuesday for the brand new game. All right, guys, have a great week.